Discover the million-dollar sales page secrets used by the world's most successful copywriters and business owners. This is the Copywriting for Sales Pages show. And now your host, sales page expert and copywriting egghead, Debbie Owen. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode. I am really excited to be able to introduce you today to a bum who gets paid by using email. His name, of course, if you know anything about him, is Ben Settle. Ben, so glad to have you with us today. I, there are really nobody else that I could possibly introduce in that way. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad to be that black sheep in the, in the line of <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'll give a little bit more context. I know that you you uh, you've been a copywriter and you've been doing that for a long time, but mostly these days, I know that you're just primarily, you know, making your life the way you want it to be by using email, which is pretty amazing. Yeah, I don't do client. I used to do client work. I haven't in the last almost seven years, and yeah. I, I just prefer to be my. I was thinking about this today, actually. I, um, I like to do these 10 mile walks now, which is very interesting, by the way. I highly recommend it to anybody like four or five days a week. Okay. And I started thinking about that. I'm like, God, I am so glad I don't have to alter my ideas through 17 idiots, <laughs> you know, and, and, and all that. And, and I'm not trying to discourage freelance copyright. I mean, I think everyone should, should do it. You got to do it to know you don't want to do it. Yeah. Or you got to do it to find out maybe that is what you want to do. I don't okay. know. I stomach it though. So I just sell my own stuff now. Okay. Okay. That's great. That's great. And, and, you know, because this is about copywriting for sales pages, I mean, I know you've got tons of experience writing for sales pages. And I also know that, um, I mean, email is absolutely essential to the success of a sales page and everything that comes before and after it. I mean, it's all of a piece. There's not, there's no way you can just take, you know, a sales page and talk about just sales pages, or I guess to some extent you can just talk about emails, but you still got to get them on your list somehow. So you know, it, it, it's all a, it's all part of the same conversation, I think. Well, I, and, and the way I look at it and, you know, the idea of sending cold traffic to a sales letter, it still works for some markets. Mm -hmm. I mean, some people can pull it off, but it's the hard way of doing it. It's kind of like in the old days where they'd run a, a space ad and try to get the sale, which some people could pull it off. Like the lazy man weighs the riches. He was able to pull it off. But the best things are, are the two-step, right, where you get them on a list, now you can market to them forever. And, and the way I look at it is email is basically the new headline. Mm. If you do the email right, you could have, you could have like, no headline. And it's – I'm telling you, I have – I was talking to a warm list, right, and this is multiple markets I've tested. Right, right. Where we'll have the daily emails, and then we'll have a sales letter that's totally tested completely different. Like, for example, maybe a text versus a video. And we can never get a winner. Because the email's really doing all the heavy lifting. <laughs> I like that. The email's like a headline. Can you talk about that just a little bit more? You know, what you said kind of got uh, mangled. Yeah, so what, what I said is, is the email is like a headline. Could you talk about that a little bit more? That's intriguing. Yeah, I think it's the new headline. It, it, I mean, you still need a headline. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong, mm -hmm. at least in most cases. Mm -hmm. I mean, I actually have been sales letters, some of the highest – mailed sales letters I ever had no headline. I, I know this is a little tangent, but for example, the that famous Wall Street Journal that ran for like 17 years, the, the control had no headline. It just had a, a letterhead. Another one was Gary Halbert's course was like the most mailed letter in history. It has no headline. So, you know, I'm not saying not have a headline. I'm just saying it's not as necessary. If you do everything else right, you may not need it. But I, I do think it's kind of um it's kind of like indirect mail. 
the artists never get that much credit. But really, the artist, the person who puts the package together and creates, makes it look newsworthy or whatever, mm -hmm. that actually can win the reading more than a headline can, according to people I know who really do that heavily. Well, I think emails like that too. If I can get you on an email, I have you reading about something, and I'm teasing you in the next step. You don't just go to that page out of context. You go there with, with context. You're not just there to just, like you're not there to be necessarily wowed. You're there to get more information. I just teased you with starwood so people i'll put it this way people yeah. talk about these these open loops right? right which is like what am i like to me it's like it just it's silly like people do it as a tactic well you start an oh you start a loop at the beginning of the email and then you don't actually finish the thought to the end okay i'm not saying it doesn't work mm -hmm. i'm just ultimate open loop is to actually start it in the email and it doesn't close until i bought the product <laughs> okay that's what okay. email helps you do okay Okay, that's cool. That's cool. All right. Well, I'm going to actually take a slight digression because um, I think this is relevant to all of this conversation. I'd like to talk a little bit about influence. So let me ask you this. Do you think influence is a good word or a bad word or, or maybe somewhere in the middle? Well, I think it's a good word. I, I think that you cannot, I mean, everything's influence. What, every good or bad decision we make is based on influence. Every good or bad decision our prospects make mm -hmm. is based on something influencing them. Now, now, the way I look at it is this. That is an interesting question because I never get to talk about this kind of stuff in, in the manner I'm going to talk about it. Okay. I imagine my prospect has like two little things on their shoulder. You got like the angel and the devil, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> now, depending on what role you want to take, it doesn't really matter. But you want to be the little voice that wins. And mm -hmm. now the other, for example, let's say we're, I'll, I'll take easy markets like that. Everyone like take weight loss, for example. Easy, easy market. <laughs> there's a little, there's a little angel on, on the person um, saying, you know, I don't want you to be uncomfortable. You just have that bonbon. Don't worry about it. You'd start tomorrow and it's all angelic and nice. <laughs> I want to be the little devil, the pitchfork saying, no. <laughs> Listen, you can, don't listen to that thing. Look at what's going to happen to you if you don't stop this. Look at what happened to this one guy who let his weight get out of control. Real life story, I email actually wrote, who, a famous comedian who was like 300 pounds overweight. And one day he woke up and he couldn't move his legs. And, and he called a girlfriend. This guy's name is Patrice O'Neill. He died back in 2011. Wakes up, he couldn't move his legs. Mm-hmm. Uh, he calls his girlfriend in a panic. It's his fiance. He says, I can't move my leg. It's later that day or soon, I was in the Rolling Stone magazine. Anybody can okay. um, He couldn't move his arms. And then eventually he couldn't even like blink. He was just like literally existing in his own body. He couldn't speak. He was aware that people were, but he couldn't. And this is like a comedian, an extroverted guy. This is like hell for him probably. And he just existed like a starfish or like an amoeba until the day he died. Do you want to know? That's the devil side. That's influenced. Like, look. I don't care how you deal with this problem. First of all, I just want you to acknowledge there is a problem, and I'm going to give you a vision of this problem, and I'm influencing him in that sense. And then, of course, I want to influence my solution. Mm -hmm. But the first sale is to actually pull them out of their complacency by influencing them, so to speak. Okay. And, and I, I don't think it's necessarily relevant to the whole conversation. It's just an interesting to me that you said the angel's the one who's saying, yeah, go ahead and eat. And the devil is the one who's saying, no, 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 I'm poking you with my pitchfork. I mean, I would have had it completely reversed where the angel is the one trying to get you to do the right thing to do. And the devil is the one who's saying, oh, it doesn't matter. You can do whatever you want. That's well, I mean, technically, 
I shouldn't have done it in that order. I I just have, I just think it makes it more interesting. To, I mean, technically, it's the you're the angel and the devil is the is their urges and all that. Yeah, right, right, right. I just wanted you to know I caught that. I didn't. It, it didn't go over my head. I, I I caught that, and I don't know if our our listeners and re- viewers caught it too. But uh, anyway, that uh, was- I can assure them I I actually am on the angelic side. I just started more fun. But see, there we go. I I, I by doing stuff like that, you get people's attention. So there's sure. probably a lesson in that. Sure, sure. Absolutely. There is a lesson in that. There is totally a lesson in that. Well, who have been some of your biggest influences in the way that you write and the way you market your business? So, I mean, no, influence can be either somebody you want to emulate or somebody you don't want to emulate, you know, influence. Yeah. No, this is such a timely question because now we're in June right now. So this whole month, and I do a podcast every week, Mm -hmm. four podcasts this month. I've been talking about my quote, Mount Rushmore of mm-hmm. marketing people. Now, this is an analogy I did not invent. The great Brian Kurtz. I used to, this is an analogy. I swiped it from him. Okay. And so each week I've been spotlighting a different person. And these are the four most influential people. So and I came up with this question a few weeks ago before you started just, even doing that. So there I you go. I don't know how you picked this one, but it was a good Serendipity. One. <laughs> <laughs> the first one is Matt Fury. MattFury.com. I mean, I, in my mind, he's the email king. I, I've told him this. I said, look, I would be pumping gas for a living for you probably. Like, it's just so much I've learned from him. Mm-hmm. Not personally. I don't, I've never, like, hired anyone to coach me. I'm just, like, studying him and studying his products and all that. The other, another one is Gary Bensavanga, who's universally considered the world's greatest living copywriter. Right. And he's been retired for, like, 15 years or something. But he's just – he's a really classy guy, too. I've had some – dealings with him over the last couple months. It's like as classy as you would imagine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the, the third guy, and this guy is kind of like the black sheep of internet marketing. He, he's the guy who, um, put it this way, when Brian Kurtz uh, had his Titans event in 2014, where he brought all the best people he knows, not just his Mount Rushmore, but like his, I don't know what the analogy would be, but, but all his best people. Yeah. And, and this guy, a bunch of the people from the internet marketing so-called syndicate who are like these internet guru guys from like the early 2000s and all mm-hmm. that, they called themselves a city. I have not, like, I'm not saying anything bad about them. I, they just kind of circle jerk each other's <laughs> products and you know, okay. promote each other's stuff. And, and that's fine. I, whatever. But a lot of them don't like this guy. And so that one of them, Brian Kurtz and I are having lunch at Brian Lee's Freedom Fest in 2015. And he goes, mm-hmm. you know, Ben, this guy, and I'll name him in a second. I just wanted to build up a little bit. Okay. There were people that told me they would not come to my event if he showed up. And he's like, I'm not going to let you people tell me who to send to my event. I'm going to have to speak at my event. So that's my point. Is this guy is very hated. Okay. <laughs> Some of the group. And, and his name is Ken McCarthy. Okay. And, and he's the, in my opinion, and, and not just my opinion, it's a fact. He is the founding father of internet marketing as we know it. He was there. Only like four people thought you could even sell online. He had a, this is like 1993. Mm-hmm. And he's he got a conference together. So how do we sell with this thing called the internet? Cause people didn't think you could do it. And time magazine has credited him since then with the guy who just figured out the click through as a measurement for, for testing sales and that sort of thing. So he's been around for a while. My point is, and I've learned a lot about positioning from him and just uh, kind of not just in, in the copywriting side too, but mostly the positioning. And he, he warns people about all the social paths that are in our industry. And there's a ton of them. And he shows you the signs of, he's, he's, he, he taught this thing last, um, on his blog for free. So anybody could read this at KenMcCarthy.com. It's like in December, maybe it was like last fall. 
Okay. And, and it was about, it was so interesting. He talked about the Sears catalog. See, one thing about Ken is he has like his really deep grasp of history. Mm. And he's talking about the old Sears catalog, how when the Sears catalog came out in the 1800s, you could buy everything from a hat to a house, right? Like anything you want, you get from the yeah. Sears catalog. Yeah, yeah. It's gone the wayside. It's been replaced by Amazon and eBay, basically. Yeah. But the point is this. He goes, you know, you could be the Amazon without being a billion-dollar company. You could be the Amazon of your business by just looking around at what you don't offer that your people want and how can you offer it to them, whether it is an affiliate. Now, this is the most common sense thing in the world. Mm -hmm. I got to tell you, I went 17 years in this business without actually thinking just thinking about that. And I'm rapidly implementing that this year, and it's been huge for my sales. So he's the third guy. And then the fourth one is the late, great Gary Halbert. Okay. You know, unfortunately, I'll never get a chance to tell him that because he died well before I had a chance to meet him. Mm -hmm. uh, I hear there are some people in the coaching woo-woo industry who say they can set up a seance for it, but I don't, I won't, I won't go there. (laughs) If they do, we should have it on the podcast. (laughs) If you can pull that one off, I don't know. Who's going to speak through? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. So, so those, um, those are obviously names that everybody's heard of if you've been involved in, in any kind of direct marketing or whatever. And it's um, intriguing to me that you find them to be influential on your own writing. How, how do you feel that um, they've, they've helped you with your writing or your marketing? Well, I can tell you this, Matt Fury really hammers home, write like you talk. Okay. And, and a lot of people have a hard time doing that. And mm-hmm. you write like you talk, like in his mind, the way he teaches it, like an email is a talk radio show. And it's pure personality. And I totally agree with that. You can't swipe an email. You can, but it sounds silly. Right. Um, Gary Bensavango is more of the psychological side of of copywriting. I mean, he has this thing called the Bensavango Persuasion Equation, which he trademarked. And I can't talk about it because it's in his $5,000 course and you sign some things. But it's absolutely, like I have it behind this wall here. Just so I always have it next. It's like four things. It's It's the Bensavango what? Uh, the Bensavanga Persuasion Equation. Okay. And it, it basically what it does is it there's five routes of escape that a prospect has. If you do all five of these things, mm-hmm. you've closed all doors of escape. It doesn't mean they're going to buy for sure, but you, you've definitely not let them just go away without thinking about okay. it. Okay. It's really powerful. Yeah. Gary Halbert, the actual act of writing, because I, I cut my teeth on handwriting his ads out by hand. Right. And I, I actually wrote his whole book, War on Letters, out by hand. I just was did that for like a couple of years. Wow. Influential. Okay. And with Ken McCarthy, um, it wasn't so much the copywriting side as the positioning side because his whole thing is positioning is everything. If you get the positioning right, you don't even have to have brilliant copy and you're going to sell. So for example, um, let's take, uh, let's take something like Swiss banks. Now everybody thinks they're the best place to hide your money and all that, but they're not like they're demonstrably and objectively just not. Mm-hmm. But they have the top position. So everybody just says, oh, Swiss banks. Or, for example, uh, somebody needs to blow their nose. Oh, give me a Kleenex. Well, really, it's a tissue. But Kleenex has that position. Yeah. It's very yeah. powerful because people who have the highest positioning, they're in the catbird seat. Like, yeah. you're going to get sales regardless of what you do. So you get that part right, your copy is just that much stronger. Right, right, right. Well, let me ask you this then. When you're writing, what are you thinking about? in terms of how you, you want to influence your reader? Well, it always here's the thing, and this is, I think, what a lot of copywriters don't get. And so anyone new watching, I'm telling you, this is so important. Okay. And if somehow it gets swept under the rug, I don't know why. Mm-hmm. But I, I guess I kind of do know why because it didn't even dawn on me until like five years into my thing. But 
because we all get caught up in techniques and tactics and headlines and oh this and that and bullets and you need all that don't get me wrong right but i'm always thinking about the market and they're i'll give i'm gonna give you them. one is i interviewed the great a-list copywriter david deutsch back in like 2008 okay very short and but it was like very profound and i remember asking him so like when you a-list copywriters get to what do you guys talk about right <laughs> what do you guys talk about with each other you know what do you what are you doing he goes, you know, Ben, when I finally got to this level, he goes, I, I remember, like, he's very interested in the same thing. What do these guys talk about? Sure. Because he found out they never talk about writing at all. All they talk about is the market. Hey, did you know they're starting to use this phrase now? And, oh, this thing doesn't affect them anymore. And here's the slang they're starting to use. It's all the market, the market, the market, mm-hmm. the market. It's not, they're not all writing. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that was a, and I was really lucky to have learned that as early as I did from him, actually. Okay, okay. So that's one thing. Yeah. The second thing is, and this is from the, the late, great Jim Camp, who was the world's most feared negotiator when he was alive. He died a couple of years ago, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And he's all about creating a vision. Vision drives decision. That's his thing. And not creating a vision of our product, but creating a vision of their problem. And, uh, and here, the best example is when he used to go door to door. He used to sell water filters door to door. Now, this is when he was a full-time commercial pilot. And he still needed money, so he did this like part-time sales job selling water filters. Okay. And, and and by doing what I'm about to say, he said he ended up making more money selling water filters than as a pilot. Wow. <laughs> and he would just knock on the door, and he he'd first of all after two weeks of reading the script, he's like, "This is ridiculous." They're just like he have to talk to the crack of the door. They would just like slam the door on him. They don't want to talk to him. Like it's a typical sales script. It's just sure. it's all about the product, right? Right. He said uh, he just threw it away. He goes, "You know what?" He'd knock on the door and he'd say. You know, the water quality in this, we all know it sucks. In this way, he'd go to, they'd sell in places where the water quality was terrible. Was right. terrible. He goes, I understand that the, in this neighborhood, the water's worst that it's ever, like, it's terrible. How does it treat your hair and your skin? I mean, how is that, how is that affecting you? Mm-hmm. Suddenly, they're, like, yanking him inside. Well, let me tell you about how, you know, my hair is, like, brittle. And he goes, well, you know, is your hair, so, you know, is do you want soft hair? If not, I'll just leave. I, I got, you know, I don't have to be here. So he would try to get them to tell him, no. He'd be like, just tell me you don't want soft hair and I'll leave. Like, no, <laughs> I don't want breakout skin because of this toxic trash you're bathing in. And he would get, just, it was all about them and their vision. He'd get in their world. And, right. and he did this, uh, I first heard him talk about this on an interview with my friend Michael Senoff. It's really great. This is like a mindset. If a copywriter can get into this, you cannot lose. Okay. And he talked about, and he just did this off the cuff. He goes, let's try, he goes, let's say you wanted to sell me gasoline, Michael, and, and, let's, and let's, say, or let's say I was going to sell you gasoline, Michael, and I came up to you and said, we have the highest grade gasoline at $3 a gallon. Don't you want to buy my gasoline? Right? Boring. Boring, boring. It's boring. It's all, who cares? It's all about the gasoline. Right. And he's like, instead, he would, he would say, well, how many miles can you afford to take off your brake wipe? <laughs> or, oh, or, you know, okay. But, and, and they go, oh, I don't want to hear about this. You know, you guys are trying to get me on this. Exp- well, okay, that's fine. But like, how many miles can you afford to lose on your brakes here before you have to? Now it's in his car. Or, or, or another example was um, was uh, seatbelts. Now this is something everybody's been indoctrinated. We all have, right? But right. PSAs our whole life, and there's still people, intelligent people, who never wear seatbelts. And why? Because all you well, get intelligent is- people who smoke too, for that matter. <laughs> Absolutely, this could be applied to that too. Right. And, and the thing is, you can throw facts at someone all day long, but you're not going to even put a seatbelt on if they just can't be bothered to do it. Right. So Jim Camp's way is like, so where's your head going to end up if you hit a tree at 60 miles per hour? <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, where's it going to be? Are you going to be cut in half on the 
you know, on the road, where, where are you going to be? Where are you going to end up? And, mm-hmm. and now it's a vision that you can get into. Right. And these might be kind of dramatic examples, but I use them in every sales letter I write for the most part, depending on the market. And you just give them a vision of their problem. Okay. In their world. And what he says, as long as you're in their world, you cannot fail. You can never bore them because that's the biggest part, right? Sales letters boring people. You cannot bore them. If I find out, Deborah, what your like, biggest problem is in the world, and I just talk to you about that in copy, in person, I can't bore you. Now, right. I'm, eventually, I'm going to switch to selling you, but not until we've established there's a problem. And this is a very long-winded answer to your question. I really believe that is the key to everything. The key to influence, sure. Yes. So, so let's review for just a second. First of all, David Deutsch was just on a, a recent interview with me, so I'm yeah. excited to share that as well. Yeah. Uh, secondly, you're talking about getting into their world, and the example you gave, um, basically, they were looking for a starving crowd. It was these people who had bad water, and they knew they needed better water, and that's how he got in there and was able to address them. Was They had this issue, and he figured out what that issue was. Well, you know, the weird thing is, is, is they didn't even know they were hungry until yeah. he talked to them. Until he says, well, how is this treating your hair? You know, poke, poke. The average woman <laughs> obsesses over her hair, you know? like I know a lot of guys who do too. <laughs> and a lot of guys too, too. Yeah. And a lot of guys don't have any hair, so it's like they don't care. <laughs> but, but, but you're talking to someone and you're in their world about something that's important to them. That's, right. You know, I, I, could, I mean, I, it's a huge deal. Right. I use this in weight loss niche all the time, all the time. One of my highest selling emails was, was talking about um, the subject line was humiliating fat Facebook pics. <laughs> and it was a story about this, this woman trying to lose weight. I mean, she's eating right. She's exercising. She's doing everything right. And her passive aggressive friends on Facebook who want to keep her down are tagging her heavy pictures on Facebook on purpose. Mm-hmm. I can tell you right now, nobody in the weight loss industry at that time was writing emails about that. Mm-hmm. But I was finding out what the the pains are, like the real insecurities are, and talking about it, and then just letting them know, look, I have something that can help you with that. Mm-hmm. They get the link. Now they get the full presentation. But that's kind of what the whole psychology behind this. Is. Right, right, right. That's great. And actually, that kind of leads me into a, a related topic. We'll shift a little bit, and let's let's talk for a second about the keys to your particular business model, um, the monthly newsletter and the daily emails. Tell us why you write so often, what happens when you write every day, or even more than once a day sometimes. You know, talk to us a little bit about that. Well, that daily communication is key. And it, if, if it's not email, it should be something. Mm-hmm. And I don't care if it's a daily video. Daily something okay. it's for so many reasons. First of all, there's this subconscious thing going on that nobody really thinks about. Mm-hmm. And I first heard Matt Fury say this. Let's say that you – and there's someone else in your market, you're both competing for the same gene pool of leads. They're both, in other words, these people are on both your lists mm-hmm. about whatever it is. You only mail once a week. The other person mails every day. In that prospect's mind, who do they think is the real leader between the two of you? Sure. Right? Sure. So just by sheer volume, I mean, you're, you're, in the, you're winning. Right. Now, you have to write them the right way. can't be boring and all, and that's what I teach. Mm-hmm. how to write emails people actually enjoy reading and buying from. That's a mm-hmm. whole other thing. Mm-hmm. But that's important. So my business model is very simple. It's based on how the internet has worked <laughs> since its inception, since how old school direct mail has worked since its inception. Mm-hmm. It's just the dynamics have changed. But basically, I have an opt-in page. I build a list. I mail them every day. People who buy my main office, my email players newsletter, I send them 
other offers. <laughs> and that's the most basic. I mean, I don't need any complex funnels, software, or anything like this. Yeah. It's very simple. It's a combination of what I learned from a guy named Sean D'Souza, who teaches mm -hmm. sequential selling. It's very interesting, by the way. If you have, he's a guy that powers you. If you haven't talked to him, he's a great person to interview. Okay. Ask him about sequential selling. And uh, between that and then I mentioned Ken McCarthy. So about 10 years ago, he put on these system club seminars or system seminar, which were like the first internet marketing seminars that, and then he did it. Now he doesn't do anything. Okay. So he had, he was, he had this session and one of them where it was him and this guy named Lloyd Irvin, who's in the martial arts niche. The guy does like 15 million a year last I heard. Or something mm -hmm. like that. They were both on stage and they were doing a internet marketing for beginners session. So for new people. Mm -hmm. Everybody asks, well, hey, do we use YouTube and social media and all this stuff? And, and they're like, look, you can use all that. And you should if you want to use it. It's not going to hurt you. Mm -hmm. But the vast majority of money online is from a squeeze page, a sales letter, and relentless daily email follow-up. Is, <laughs> if, 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 is there any kind of a, a pitfall? Are there any, uh, you know, if somebody wanted to adopt that kind of a model, are there any things that they should watch out for? No, I mean, it's really the most simple way of do what they should watch out for is trying to complicate that. Okay. Because there's, there's no shortage of people trying to sell you $300 a month software mm -hmm. or bright, shiny objects here and there and telling you, you have to do all these 5,000 different things? Mm -hmm. When the reality is you can make a very good living. I don't care who you are, especially if you're a copywriter. You're already ahead of the thing. Mm -hmm. Most people who do traffic have no clue how to do copywriting. So you can always hire the traffic out or whatever. Um, okay is just to keep it really simple. Build a list, and all roads should lead to your list. And this, is, this gets me in trouble, by the way. But I say, this, that as a pure direct response, purist, okay? mm -hmm. the whole point of a website and the main purpose of a website and all other things in your website serve this function mm -hmm. is to build an email list. Right. In other words, people put all these social media share buttons on there. They, they put links to other sites, to other cash registers. They sell multiple products. Mm -hmm. Any of that. If you go to my website, the only thing you can really do is opt in or read the blog post or listen to audio content that all leads you back to opting into my site. <laughs> right. And, and I don't have any social media to share or any of that. And, and, and people will say, well, actually, the most important thing is gaining trust and all. No, those things serve building the list, though. You should be building trust. You should be doing all, not for any other reason but to build them. All roads lead to the list. Once you build the list, you can sell them, and that's what starts the relationship. Yeah, I'm totally in your, in your camp on that one. So, so yeah, because the whole purpose of your website is to get people on your list. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's the only per Otherwise, why have one? I mean, right. this is what you do on your site. Like, even if you're trying to get client inquiries, you have to fill out a form. So he's, he's making you get on a list. So even the people who think they don't agree with me on this, I've noticed agree with me on this. They still do it. <laughs> they still do it anyway. That's great. That's great. Well, let's talk about the newsletter for a second. Um, we see premium newsletters in the financial industry and a variety of other niches like investing, retirement stocks, and more. Um, and I've seen premium health newsletters as well and premium marketing newsletters like yours. Why is a premium newsletter so successful? Well, you know, it doesn't have to be premium. It could okay. be really low price, actually, depending on what, what your goals are. Okay. Now, one of the people and, – and, and, and when I say newsletter, I'm just going to – make this sound like any kind of continuity just for simplicity because okay. you know people have membership sites and it's all basically the, you know the same thing mm -hmm. now one of the people that you interviewed stephanie royal for example mm -hmm. when she was building her site I, I specifically suggested to her 
make it very, very inexpensive to get in it. Like Netflix, <laughs> like, okay. like, like $9 a month. Okay. Made her premium. She probably, she could do it. But for her, she has these really expensive backend things she wants. To mm -hmm. So why not get them in kind of easy and then you can work on them. So it, it really depends on, on your goal. For me, I don't even email people on the backend. What I do is I get them in the email players and then they're already, I'm already mailing them an envelope every month with a newsletter. I stick an ad in there for something. Mm -hmm. Now I could do more, but that's all I'm really motivated to do. So mm -hmm. it just depends on what you're doing. There's a guy, now here's the most bare bones. I mean, there, there's this guy, um, he kind of does like, a, he does a podcast. He just does podcasts. It's not like a weekly thing. He doesn't want to be thinks about it. Mm -hmm. several a month. And he talks about, uh, he's like, he, his name is the Iceman and he's a very interesting guy. He's very, uh, what he calls Afrocentric. He, he's talking to the black community and it's, it's all about them and you know, their problems and their challenges. Mm -hmm. but he also talks about social issues that I, I find very fascinating. So I subscribe to it anyway, even though he's not talking, even though I'm not really the market, I subscribe to anyway. Okay. And for like 30, 40, 50 bucks a month, I can't remember what, I, I haven't actually stopped subscribing like a month or like a year ago or something. Mm -hmm. But at the time, this guy is the most basic about anybody could do that. I, I'm amazed at that, that nobody else does this. He, so he puts his 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 pot his daily his rants, whatever you want to call them, mm -hmm. on YouTube, mm -hmm. on a on a on a secret YouTube link, not private where you have to like log in on that, but like you know just a secret link that you, the only way you can see it is if you have it. Okay. Like, show up in the search, and then he just he collects his money by PayPal automatically on the subscription. Anybody could do that. Yeah. And then, and then he just like uses his Outlook to mail you the link. Now he should have a real algorithm, uh, <laughs> but still, I mean, you, I can't. I'm, I, I'm just like, wow, this is like, I wish I'd done this, you know, originally. Yeah. So, so anyone watching this, that is how easy it can be. It yeah. really could be that it could cost you twenty bucks a month for an autoresponder. He should be using an autoresponder, but he's not. But other than that, it's that simple. If you if you like doing that sort of thing. That's great. That's great. Um, so, I mean, this has been a really fabulous conversation. I, I like to wrap up by just asking people, you know, if what what do you know now that you wish you had known when you got started? What, is there anything that you would do? Wish you would could do differently? Oh man, there's there's a lot of answers to that question. <laughs> well, let's just pick one or two things. <laughs> well, the one thing I would do is I would have done what I'm doing now. I would have created a product and just relentlessly, dogmatically sold it every day. And then back end sold them something else. Okay. And kept it really simple. And I did not do that. Okay. And I got in, I tried to get clients for the first several years. And when I finally sold something, everybody yelled at me because they were so used to getting free information. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Which is a whole other thing in and of itself. But I find freebie seekers to be very psychopathic sometimes. <laughs> and so you might as well just sell because they're gonna yell at you anyway. And, okay. uh, but that's what I would do different. I would do what, what I'm doing now. I mean, there's nothing I'm doing now that wasn't technologically able to do back in 2002. So hadn't put all the pieces together yet. Yeah. That's yeah. all there is to it. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, Ben, where can people find you if they want to get more from you and find out about your stuff? Uh, they can go to bensettle.com and uh, you know, if you give me your email address, I will send you the first issue of my email players newsletter. It's $97 a month newsletter. It's a very re-retail value. I'll send you the first issue as a PDF, not physical. Mm-hmm delivered digitally. There's 24 way in that issue to make more sales with your emails like starting today. And I've had people tell me they've made like tens of thousands of dollars just from that first free issue. Yeah. Whether you give me your email or not, you can still click through to the blog. There's like 2000 pages of blog posts and almost a hundred hours of audio content I've done over the years, mm -hmm. some podcasts and 
interviews with the media and stuff. It's all free, and that's at bensettle.com. That's awesome. Yeah, I'll, I'll vouch for your material. It's amazing stuff and really, really useful and powerful. So, hey, thank, thank you. you so much for being part of this. I'm, uh, I'm excited to share this with the audience, and uh, I hope you have an awesome day. You too. Thanks. Thank you. Hey, my name is Deborah Owen from Big League Copywriting. Knowing how to write copy for your business is one of the most important skills you can learn. But I see many business owners making easily correctable mistakes. Find out if you're making some of these mistakes by getting your copy of Why Your Sales Page Isn't Converting, 12 Big Mistakes Business Owners Make When Writing Their Own Copy. And you can find that at bit.ly slash why sales page isn't converting. So let's get you some sales page success.
Hey, my name is Deborah Owen from Big League Copywriting. Knowing how to write copy for your business is one of the most important skills you can learn. But I see many business owners making easily correctable mistakes. Find out if you're making some of these mistakes by getting your copy up, Why Your Sales Page Isn't Converting, 12 Big Mistakes Business Owners Make When Writing Their Own Copy. And you can find that at bit.ly slash why sales page isn't converting. So let's get you some sales page success.